What is going on, fantasy hockey community? My name is TJ Branson. I'm coming at you from the Five Hole Fantasy Hockey Studio. Welcome to episode number 16, week number 11, I guess. Um, today I want to cover like the injuries that are happening, the returns. Obviously, we do this every week, and what kind of replacements you can make for those kinds of people. Um, we're also going to touch on the weekly schedule, different pickups you can have through the week. We're going to cover both the top and the bottom power play and penalty kill, so you can kind of... Um, playing your matchups a little bit better, go up against, if you're especially looking for um, power play points in a certain week, then you can start targeting the bottom half of the penalty kill rankings, um, the ones who kind of suck. It's a lot of people who you think and a lot of people who you don't. Um, There were some line changes, not too much that happened this week. Um, Pretty much the second I put up the episode last week, Nikita Kucherov and uh, Tyler Johnson switched places back. Those lines in Tampa Bay are pretty much back to normal there. Um, Philly's still rocking their their lines. Uh, Simmons is still up on the top line, and Roffel on the second line with uh, Voracek and Philpula. But let's dive right into what players are returning. Um, slated to return tonight, you got Taylor Hall and Kyle Palmieri are both going to be playing tonight. Kyle Palmieri missed a month. He's projected to play with Hall and Heischer, and Taylor Hall missed, I think, one game, maybe, uh, with a knee injury or something like that. He's going to be playing tonight. Palmieri's going to be playing tonight. Petrangelo missed four games. Uh, and in the game that he returned, Petrangelo and the St. Louis Blues were all shut out by the Jets. So he did not get any points in his return to action. And Cam Talbot actually had a really nice homecoming. Um, he missed seven games with an upper body injury. And he got a 3-2 win over Minnesota with 29 saves on 31 shots. Uh, he's 11-10-3 on the year with a 296 goals allowed and a 905 saves percentage. So Mika Zibanejad, he practiced today and he actually will return to the lineup tomorrow. He, he's been out since November 26th. He missed nine games straight and he's going to move probably straight back to the top line and the top power play with Kreider and Buchnevich. And then that sends David DeHarnay back to the fourth line. So that's going to be a bummer for David DeHarnay owners, but... For anybody that's been letting Mika Zibanejad route on their bench or just take up an IR spot, this is a good time to plug him back in. Uh, TJ Oshie is going to hop back into line two and power play one. He practiced today. He's been out since December 6th, I believe. Jared Spurgeon bounces back. He returned Sunday. He missed nine games and has 15 points in 23 games. He registered no shots and a minus one in his return. Maybe it was a bad game for him, but... uh. You know who is having a really good time is Matt Dumba. Matt Dumba has been just having a fire show with it, man. He has, I think, three goals in his last two games, uh, piling up a ton of shots. Um, I don't know if it's only a matter of time before Matt Dumba gets moved up to that power play one. Now let's move into some injuries and some some rough patches. You know, Devin Dubnik, uh, he left the first period against the Flames on Tuesday. Now he is week-to-week with a lower body injury. So Alex Daylock is the starter. There's no news whether or not um, Dubnik is getting better. Think of it as week-to-week right now. Logan Couture got hit in the jaw by Alex Burmistrov. It wasn't a dirty hit, but it could be a while. He's day-to-day right now. Um, they're saying it's a concussion. So the lines that are going to play out there, you got Melker Carlson. Melker, damn, that's a hard name to say. Melker, blah, Melker Carlson, there it is. Joe Thornton and Joe Pavelski on the top line. Uh, Mikel Bodker comes back. And he's going to be left wing on that second line with Tomas Hurdle and Kevin LeBanc. So the first power play unit is Kevin LeBanc, Joe Pavelski, and Joe Thornton. And then you got Tomas Hurdle and Brent Burns back on the point. Power play two is Timo Meyer, Chris Tierney, Jonas Donskoy, Tim Heed, and Mark Edward Vlasic. So now that Couture is out, 
Uh, I believe he was the leading point scorer in San Jose, but now he's going to be out. So you got Melker Carlson pretty much solidified to the top line, Mikel Boddicker, Tomas Hurdle, and Kevin LeBanc getting a sweet look on the second line. So everybody there is going to be trying to prove that they can stay in the top six out in San Jose. Uh, Austin Matthews, he worked out today but left practice early. Yeah, he did not practice today, and he missed his last four games. He's missed a total of eight games on the season. He's questionable for Tuesday, but it doesn't look good because he did start working out at the practice, but he had to leave early. Also in Toronto, man, Nikita Zaitsev is out. He's on IR. Um, He's definitely going to miss Tuesday and Wednesday's game. They have a back-to-back, so he's canceled out for that. So I guess that guy uh, Borgman is his name, right? So he's going to be, you know, there for at least the next couple games. Not really much to talk about there not really a fantasy asset. I doubt anybody's in a, in a league deep enough to be looking at Borgman. So also news just came out, like almost right now, that Shea Weber is being sent back to Montreal with a foot injury that it is not getting better. Uh, he's going to miss a, some time. It says he's going to be shut down for a bit. This doesn't look that well, but uh, it might bring Victor Mete back up there. Jeff Petrie could be a sweet ad in the meantime that somebody's going to need to be on that top power play unit filling in for Shea Weber, so Jeff Petrie is definitely a good ad right now. Now the worst one. Uh, To kind of like salt the wounds in Vancouver, man, Brock Besser, arguably their best forward, goes down for a mean snapshot. He took it straight into the ankle, he crawled to the bench, could not put any weight on it, and was seen in a walking boot and crutches after the game. There's no further um, news about his timetable or any of that, but he's going to have an MRI today to determine the severity of the injury. So by tomorrow or maybe the next day, we're going to know exactly how bad Vancouver has been banged up. Uh, they already got Bo Horvat and Sven Berchi out of the lineup. I'm not sure what the lines are going to look like, but while Besser was still there, the Sedians were playing with Vanek on the top line, and then you had Louis Erickson, Gagne, and Besser on the second line. So, I mean, maybe they're messing around with that right wing spot, but the, uh, I was saying last week that all they pretty much had was a top line. That is a big bummer for Vancouver. This is just one after another after another. From what I'm thinking, if if you have any questions about um, if you're going to play a goalie against Vancouver, right now I say yes is the answer. You 100% have to play every goalie that's playing Vancouver. Uh, we're going to work our way into the weekly schedule this week. It's Monday right now, um, and there's only four games tonight, I think. Um, but as far as, uh, you know, compact or uh, density, there are two te- three teams Sorry, that play... Two games, that's Calgary, Chicago, and Vegas. And then there are four teams that play four times. So you got Anaheim, Boston, Columbus, and Philadelphia. The rest of the teams all, you know, play three games. Um, it is a short week, too. There are no games on Sunday. So the teams that are playing four games, it's kind of more more incentive to pick up guys off these teams. Uh, again, that's Anaheim, Boston, Columbus, and Philadelphia. Because it is a, just a six-day week. You're not going to get any help on Sunday, and on Saturday only one team does not play, and that's Calgary. So you got to really capitalize on these teams that are playing a bunch of games. So Monday, the games that I want to look at tonight, um, Pittsburgh at Colorado. Alex Kerfoot does return today. He missed the last four games, so look for him probably in the second-line center spot where he was uh, before he left. The game I'm targeting tonight for points and Columbus at Boston. Now, Danton Heinen is somebody I want you guys to stream today. He's 6.5% owned in ESPN. He's got five points in his last five, three goals, two assists, with 13 shots on goal in that period. Uh, Some other guys to look at on the other side of the ice is Pierre-Luc Dubois. He is 18% owned. He has two goals, one assist in the last five. 
uh, 11 shots on goal in that span. So he's playing on the top line with Josh Anderson, the next guy I'm going to talk about, and Artemi Panarin. These guys have been lighting it up. They are tied for like the last two weeks as far as production goes. They have four goals in the last three games, I believe it is, and uh, they're still on the top line. They're on power play too, Josh Anderson and Dubois. I said it last week, I'm going to say it again. These guys are people to target, especially with the four games that Columbus is playing. So whether or not you want to hold these guys throughout the week or pick them up today, drop them, have it your way, man. But I really like, I'm holding Pierre-Luc Dubois all week. Can't get my hands on Josh Anderson. He's 32% owned, and I'm one of those 32% of leagues. Uh, He's got one goal, one assist in the last five games. He's doing about three shots a game, which is really nice. In the last um, five, he has potted 17 shots on the goalie. So he's shooting like a lot. I mean, obviously, they're going to start going in. The next guy in Columbus that is somebody to look at is Oliver Bjorkstrand. He's playing on the third line with Atkinson and Wenberg, a couple of a couple of guys in Columbus that are struggling right now. He does have six assists in his last five games, so those guys might get a bump because they're playing with a guy that can be a pretty good playmaker there. He has 11 shots on goal in the last five, and one of them went in. So uh, He's only 13% owned right now, so he could be another guy that, you know, every once in a while just lights it up and... I like streaming the guy. I'm gonna, I'm probably gonna do it um, later on in the week when they get a better, uh, better schedule and better matchups. Uh, I'm gonna move to tomorrow's games. Now, for everybody out there, there is a two o'clock game. It is the Toronto game. Yeah, Toronto plays at two p.m. So make sure you get your lineup set. Uh, the teams that I'm looking at, or the games that I'm looking at, rather, there are nine games all together. The games I like are the Washington at Dallas game, the New York Islanders, sorry, Detroit at New York Islanders. Um, and then Winnipeg at Nashville. For Washington, the guys I'm going to look up is Tom Wilson. I'm not expecting him to get a ton of points in this game. I'm looking for Tom Wilson for shots and for hits. Dallas is a wicked um, physical team, and Tom Wilson does like to get physical, and it kind of amps his blood up and gets it all boiling. Uh, He shoots a lot more when he's playing bigger teams. He has four shots against Anaheim in the last six, three shots against Chicago, and then three shots against New York Rangers. So, It seems when he's playing these bigger, more physical teams, he tends to shoot more, he tends to hit more. He's the kind of guy that could um, start filling up those peripheral categories. With the upside, to get the points, he is playing with Alexander Ovechkin, even though TJ Oshie returns tonight. Burakovsky's been slotted down to the third line. you got Jake Verana, who I'll talk about next, is still on the second line uh, with Kuznetsov and Oshie, who looks to return. So look at Tom Wilson. He hasn't been doing so hot as of late. He's plotted in a couple goals, but he's... He's not streaking or anything. Um, he was kind of a, uh, a hot target last week and the week before that, but he's kind of cooled off. People are catching on to it. So so I'm looking to stream Tom Wilson for the hits and shots, and then I'm looking at Jake Verana. He's currently riding a three-game streak with two goals and one assist and four shots on goal, but he did get bumped off the power play. There's a big chance for power play points here because Dallas's penalty kill is not great. So that's kind of why I lean towards Tom Wilson or the big guys who you're not going to get your hands on, Kuznetsov, Ovechkin, Backstrom. They're going to they're must-starts on Tuesday. The next game I want to talk about is Detroit at New York Islanders. It's doubtful that anybody's available from the top six, but if there is, I don't know, Ladd, Barzell, Eberle, if you can get your hands on these guys, then definitely pick them up. If you're in, like, an 18 league, those guys could still be on the waiver wire. Anders Lee, Josh Bailey, John Tavares, they are definitely not available. No chance. And they're also, it's a must-start here, so you got to start these guys. Definitely Barzal, he's like 80% owned right now, so in 20% of leagues, 1 in 5, he is available. Pick those guys up. The next game I want to talk about is Winnipeg at Nashville. Nashville, 
Again, these guys I talked about last week. They talk, I'm going to talk about them this week. They are still riding hot. you got Kevin Fiala, Kyle Turris, and Craig Smith have been excellent. They're on a tear. Craig Smith is only 22% owned. He's on power play two, has 18 shots in his last five. He's one goal, three assists. you got Kevin Fiala. He's got nine points in seven games. He's on a seven-game point streak. In his last six, he has 20 shots on goal, five goals, three assists. Kevin Fiala has been ungodly right now. Uh, Kyle Turris, 82% owned. Not a, not a real big chance that you're going to be able to pick him up, but he is also on a seven-game point streak. Tomorrow, there is Boston at Buffalo. They're playing it back-to-back, so I kind of just want to throw that out as a disclaimer. Danton Heinen, you can look at him again. Uh, he's playing on the third line, but it's just been just somehow doing really, really well. Um, I think he's got power play two-time as well. Uh, you could look at Jake DeBrusque. There's always a chance that he shows up every once in a while. He's on the second line right now with Krejci and Spooner. And he's getting power play two time. Jake DeBrusque is the one you want to stream. Danton Heinen could be available. He's available in 94% of leagues. So so Wednesday, we got three games. There's Detroit at Philadelphia. There's Columbus. They're playing against Toronto. Toronto's got a back-to-back. So Columbus could be a really good spot um, to capitalize on the tired Maple Leafs. Yeah, that's those are the only two games I want to look at on Wednesday. Uh, I want to talk about Michael Roffel off my Philadelphia Flyers. He's only 3% owned, and since he moved up to line 2 from line 3, he's playing three more minutes on average every night. Uh, he's playing with Voracek and Valtteri Filppula, has points in four of his last five. Two goals, two assists, and eight, goal, eight shots on goal in that span. So close to a two-shots-per-game type of guy right now. Obviously playing with better line mates than Dale Weiss and Nolan Patrick. Which line he was on, I know that bottom six kind of moved around a lot, but the top six stayed stayed put. Um the next game is the Columbus and Toronto game. We can just skip back to the guys I was talking about before, Josh Anderson, Pierre-Luc Dubois. Cam Atkinson's becoming more available in more leagues, so you might take a chance on him. Uh, if he does well, trade him. If he doesn't, drop him. No big deal. Um, and then Oliver Bjorkstrand. All of these guys could be sweet streamers against a Toronto team that uh, is kind of lacking offense right now. That uh, you got Nylander in a slump, Austin Matthews, who will probably not play tomorrow. But that's a pretty sweet spot for those kind of guys, too. Thursday, we got 10 games. Big day. Second only to Saturday. So I don't know if you guys are going to be looking for streamers, but I'm going to, I'm going to talk about the games that, that I'm going to highlight. It's almost like a uh, start-sit kind of thing. So if you're worried about sitting the guys um, in Nashville, don't do it. They're playing Carolina. If you're worried about sitting the guys in Tampa, don't do it. They're playing Ottawa. And then you got the St. Louis and Edmonton game. So somebody like Vladimir Sabotka, he's playing on the top line with Tarasenko. He's always a good plug-and-play type of guy. He's 19%. Could just be, if you do have one forward spot that you need to pick up for on Thursday, Sabotka's a good a good look. Edmonton, they're hit or miss. Sometimes they score seven goals. Sometimes they let in seven goals. It just depends how they're feeling that night. So in the Nashville game, I just talked about Fiala Smith. Even Kelly Yarncroke could be a good hold for these couple games. Uh, the Tuesday, Thursday, so Nashville does really well at home. They have an excellent penalty kill. They have an excellent power play. So anybody that's touching the first or second unit power plays is somebody you want to have. Ottawa at Tampa Bay. Ottawa, like we talked about last week, gives up the, I think it's the fifth most goals in, in the league right now. And their penalty kill is just absolutely atrocious. Tampa Bay's power play is number one in the league. So, again, anybody touching those power plays or somebody you want to have or you want to start. The guys I'm looking to stream for this one is Yanni Gord. He's 25% owned. He had a three-point night the other night against Colorado. 
and then four points in the five games behind that with 15 shots on goal in all six. So Yanni Gord is firing on all cylinders. Now I want to talk about Braden Point. Uh, he is 86% owned. Hear me out. This is not somebody I'm telling you guys, hey, go to your waiver wire and find him there. No, he's probably already owned in your league, but the reason I bring it up is for those 14% of leagues that he is available, and Point has five goals and four assists in his last six games. Six games with 17 shots on goal. On top of that, he's on fire. Uh, Braden Point does not look to slow down after he returned from a couple games out. Braden Point is the guy you guys want to be playing pretty much every night. Uh, Friday, we have four games. We have Philadelphia against Buffalo. So I'm looking at Raffle again. Uh, Buffalo lets up the third most goals in the league. They have one of the worst power plays. Yeah, Buffalo's penalty kill is at 82%. So one in five. Um, Washington at Arizona. Tom Wilson is going to lay a beat down on these guys. He's available in 73% of leagues. Playing the top line against Arizona, who lets up the most goals, has the biggest goal differential in the league. That's going to be just a barn burner. There's going to be too many goals to count in that game. Tom Wilson's going to be in on one or two of them. Yeah, that's the, the only two games I want to talk about for Friday. Um, Saturday, there's only one team not playing, that's Calgary. Um, I want to highlight the Florida-Ottawa game, and specifically Nick Bugstad. Um, if he's still playing on line one, he is worth an ad. He's got one goal, two assists in his last six, but he does have 20 shots on goal. So he's a half point per game player, but he is shooting a lot. Um, so that is worth a look. Sunday, like I was saying before, guys, there is nobody playing on Sunday. So going back and repeating myself, the uh, the teams that do have four games, Anaheim, Boston, Columbus, Philadelphia, are really good stream spots in this short kind of week. So I was talking a lot about the penalty, the power play, and the penalty kill. I want to highlight the best and the worst power plays and the best and the worst penalty kills so you guys can target matchups. Say it was like Tampa Bay versus Tampa Bay versus New York Islanders. So the New York Islanders have the worst penalty kill in the NHL right now, and Tampa Bay has the best power play. So likely there's going to be a good swing of goals that happen on the power play in Tampa Bay's favor. Uh, the best power plays in the NHL as of right now are Tampa Bay, Nashville, Winnipeg, Pittsburgh, and here, Vancouver. Vancouver, but that's going to decrease because you got three out of your top six out right now. Uh, they're firing at 21.8%. I'm going to see that plummet. It's it's not going to go well for them. Uh, you got New York behind Vancouver at 21.3. Washington right behind them, scoring on one out of five of their power plays. Detroit, Toronto are tied at 206 and then you got New York Islanders, Minnesota, and the San Jose Sharks all tied at 21, 20.2 rather. The worst power plays in the NHL right now. That little man screaming all up. Um, Columbus scores on less than 10% of their power plays. 9.7. Buffalo, surprisingly, not relatively in, in this year, but last year they had the best power play in the NHL, and now they're second from the bottom. Chicago's right behind them. And then Carolina... Ottawa has a terrible power play, and then L.A. and St. Louis somehow are sixth, tied for sixth worst power plays, which blows my mind. They are um, two of the best teams in the NHL right now and just can't get it done with the man advantage. It's weird. Arizona has a 16.8% success rate. Montreal, Edmonton, and Vancouver slot out the top ten. So those are your best and worst power plays. What I like to do is I'm going to start with the worst penalty kills. So that way you know um, if it was the Islanders versus Tampa Bay that you would know, oh, there's definitely going to be some power play goals scored here. Um, Edmonton has 
the worst power play behind the Islanders right now. So the Islanders are at 73% penalty kill. And then Edmonton right behind them at 73.1. So these are two teams that are letting up four power play opportunities. They're letting in one goal. Uh, Philadelphia right behind them at a 76.9. Ottawa, Calgary, Carolina, Montreal, Vegas is tied with Washington for, what, seventh worst penalty kill. And then you got Florida at 79.4. But this this is also going to plummet because James Reimer is not the same type of goalie that Luongo is. So his high danger save percentage and his uh, save percentage on the penalty kill is not as good as Luongo. So they are going to drop. So Florida, I expect to be, you know, fifth by the end of the by the end of um, Luongo's injury. Vancouver, Winnipeg, and Dallas round out the worst penalty kills in the NHL. So some of the best penalty kills. Los Angeles Kings have the best penalty kill in the NHL right now. Uh, they stop 86.7 of power play opportunities. And San Jose right behind them. Minnesota, Columbus, Nashville, Anaheim are tied at 83.7. Chicago, surprisingly, they have one of the worst power plays, but then one of the best uh, penalty kills. Uh, the, the Rangers in Boston are tied at 83.2. Detroit right behind them. New Jersey, Buffalo, and Arizona. So if you're targeting power play points, look for the matchups. Like I said before, with the best power plays going up against the worst penalty kills. <laughs> he is losing his mind out there, isn't he? So that's what I got for you guys this week. It's kind of a short episode. Not too much happened this week outside of the injuries we already talked about. Be sure, you know, tune in next week. We'll have another live episode for you guys. Um, streaming this one on Instagram. Be sure to give us a, a review and a rating on iTunes if you're loving it. And give us a follow over on Twitter to win one of these hats from our friends over at Hoser Hockey Company. You go over to our Twitter, enter your pick for somebody you think is going to get a hat trick in the week following. So you go on on a Sunday or before Sunday, say Jack Eichel, and then with the hashtag Hoser Hattie Challenge, and if he scores a hat trick in the next week like he did this week, or uh, Gabriel Landeskog. Uh, if you pick one of those guys and you're right, I'm going to send you one of these hats. That's all I got, guys, so thanks for listening. Love you.